Do you want to learn more about prophecy and about hearing from God for yourself? The Apostle Paul told the church to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. In the Greek there, it means to burn with desire. It's where we get our English word for zeal. That's how much Paul wanted the church to desire these gifts. And he said, especially that you may prophesy. I wrote a book called 31 Thoughts on Prophecy, Meditations on the Quickening Word of God. It's written in such a way that you can easily adapt it for a small group study or a Bible study, but you can also read it just for yourself. As a devotional, the chapters are very small. 31 Thoughts on Prophecy. You can find it on Amazon or on my author page at www.emilytomko.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-T-O-M-K-O.com. I awoke in the middle of the night recently with a sense of the Lord wanting to speak with me. But every time I started to pray, my mind wandered. And finally, I whispered to God, Speak, Lord. I'm listening. Immediately, I heard him say, I am coming quickly. Preach the gospel to everyone. I'm not an evangelist, was the first thought that came to mind. I knew it was an excuse. The next morning, remembering his words, I was actively looking to carry out his commission. There was the staff member at the medical campus, the clerk at the supermarket, the guy helping me at the Verizon store. There was a lady with knee pain at the gym. Because of the setting and limited time, I couldn't give these people the, quote, Romans Road version of the gospel. But as the Spirit gave utterance, I testified of the life that comes through Christ and administered it when possible. A prayer, healing, prophetic word, word of encouragement, etc. So I was on fire for about four days, and then I lapsed back into routine, sharing here and there, but not always actively on the lookout. Yet he said he's coming quickly. According to 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19, God reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Contemplate that. The Holy One of Heaven, who requires perfection to stand in his presence, whose name was considered too sacred even to utter by the ancient Hebrews, has made it possible for a perverse heart such as ours to be in harmonious interaction with him. You know, it's easy to make that common, especially when we've grown up with a concept. It's easy to forget that the Gentiles were far off even from knowing the one true God, according to Acts 28, 28 and Acts 9, 15 and other verses. But a look at how God dealt with his enemies in the time before Christ should give us pause. And a note on that, you know, our, our politically correct entitlement culture of selective tolerance finds fault with the Ancient of Days for his wrath. We do not comprehend that God's wrath is not like ours. That is, it's not the petulant, prideful stuff of human anger. God's wrath, in fact, I believe is a reaction of his complete holiness to that which ascends from the bowels of hell in all forms of rebellion. 
Indeed, when God revealed his glory to Moses, God's fame, even in that Old Testament setting, was, quote, compassion and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, according to Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. Yet God is a God of justice. He will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, according to Exodus 34, 7. For that would be, in fact, to perpetuate wickedness. The Greek word for reconcile in this passage is katalaso. It means to return to favor with or to cease to be angry with. The original Greek carries with it a monetary implication. So we can think of it in terms of how accounting uses reconciliation to ensure that two sets of figures are in agreement with one another and match. If they're not reconciled, even by a little, something is off. Ministry in this passage is diakonia and is defined in the Greek as a service, particularly of those carrying out the orders of another. So many governments, of course, have ministries, such as the Ministry of the Interior or the Ministry of War. We've been designated as Christians with the Ministry of Reconciliation in the service of our King. Our office, our commission, is to carry out the ministry of making people right with God. Of course, we know that only God can make people right with himself through the power of his Holy Spirit, according to 2 Corinthians 3.16. But his commission to us here is that Christ has done the work on the cross that people might have the dazzling possibility of being in right relationship with the God of the universe, the creator of the Andromeda galaxy, the one enthroned upon the praises of Israel. Our service is to make this very good news known to them. So some of us are prophets, some evangelists, some teachers, some apostles, some helps. But we all have the same goal, to usher in the reconciliation to God for which Christ dearly paid to the world around us. And now God has revealed this grace through the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the gospel, according to 2 Timothy 1.10. Your quirky neighbor needs to be reconciled to God. Your impossible relative, that loudmouth with opposing views on social media, the person who delivers your mail, the colleague you wish worked elsewhere, like Paul, we must pray for boldness. We must be on the lookout for every opportunity, as he wrote in Colossians 4.3. Bless the maid at the hotel and the collector at the toll booth and the driver who cuts you off. The Hollywood starlet on that magazine cover desperately needs Jesus Christ, so pray for her. Speak, administer, proclaim, and demonstrate life and life more abundantly. The time is short. Christ is coming quickly.